Well, welcome to a new year and welcome to a new episode of Talking Automotive. Hope all of you had a joy-filled holiday season as we begin this new year. I'm Matt Weiss, and as always, I'm joined by KPMG's global automotive leader, Gary Silberg. And Gary, before we get into today's topic, wishing you a happy new year, and I hope you had a good holiday break. Well, I did. Happy New Year to you, Matt, and Happy New Year to everyone out there listening. And it's exciting to start 2021, and let's put 2020 behind us here, and I think we're going to have a very fun, interesting, and cool 2021. At least my optimism tells me that. So. Well, a- amen to that, Gary. And, and, you know, New Year's are a time of resolutions. They're also a time of reflection. And if you look back, it's hard to believe uh, it's been a decade. We're now at 2021. And all the way back in 2011, you and the team at KPMG came out with this paper that you titled Self-Driving Cars, The Next Revolution, and then it ultimately published in 2012. So coming up on a decade here, Gary, and at that time, it wasn't a widely accepted view. It was really in the infancy, would we have self-driving cars? Well, here we are. We wake up at the beginning of a new year, and boy, where to begin, Gary, whether you're talking about Waymo or what Tesla's doing with their autopilot technology, it's fascinating to see how self-driving technology has evolved, how mainstream it's becoming. And, And Gary, I'll let you lead with which example you want to pick but it's amazing how prescient you and the team turned out to be. Well, well, thank you, Matt. And uh, for those of the listeners who haven't read it, it's an old paper, Self-Driving Cars, The Next Revolution. We boldly titled it. And um, in the paper, I reread it again. We, you know, we predicted back then, almost eight, nine years ago, that mid-decade, 2025 range-ish, there would be self-driving cars. And here we are in 2021, which I'm going to talk to you about, some amazing developments of where we have gone since that period. But more importantly, what's happening now, and and CES is coming up next week. So I think as a prelude to that, I think we we may even hear some announcements there. I think it's a great time to talk about it, Matt. So thank you. So let me, where to begin? Um, Since COVID, many people thought, well, the the investments in self-driving may decline, or we're not sure the payoffs, that is absolutely not what happened. And in fact, the technology companies in particular accelerated, if I can use uh, an automotive metaphor, uh, their technology. So just recently, um, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, I'll give a shout out, I don't even know Lex, but Lex Friedman, his AI podcast, he just had on it uh, uh, during the break, uh, Dimitri Dolgoff, who's the chief technology officer of Waymo. And Waymo, as you know, is the former Google Uh, self-driving car group. And he talked about their great self-driving vehicle, driverless. It is a driverless vehicle in the Phoenix land area where it's open to the public. I actually was in Phoenix. And I, unfortunately, during the break, I didn't get a chance. I wanted to actually drive in the vehicle. But he said on the podcast, which I thought was amazing, Matt, is that demand is soaring. They don't have enough vehicles, apparently. He wouldn't (laughs) give out the secret details. But um, I, I was just... Uh, amazed to hear that. And one of the things I wanted to share these stories, at least what he talked about, is Waymo is spending a significant amount of time, Matt, and all of our listeners, just think about this for a second. You get a Waymo app, you push the button, it shows up just like you get another uh, uh, self-driving vehicle, an Uber or Lyft, if you will. And how is the customer experience when there is literally no one in there? And he talked about 
what they've done and how fascinating that was for me. But one of the things that I laughed about was how do you do a pickup and where do you do your pickup and, you know, drop-offs and getting that right and that technology in, in Phoenix. And he told some very funny stories about uh, that's not always so easy where to drop the pin if you're sitting in a mall, et cetera. So they are really advancing. This is super exciting. He wouldn't say where, but it's very clear they're going to another city or cities very soon. So that that's a really cool news from Waymo on that one. The other one, Matt, I wanted to share with you, and then I'll share three others, and we can maybe talk through the, the, the three others in a second, is Tesla. So Tesla has a little bit different strategy with their, um, they call it autopilot. They've announced their full self-driving, this is their words, um, beta software that has gone out to Tesla owners. And one of their enthusiasts and um, owners of the vehicle just at the end of the year drove and posted the video. If you want to go online, people to see it, it's pretty, pretty amazing. From San Francisco to Los Angeles using the full self-driving uh, beta. This is not a. This is not out there um, for the public. This is an owner for a beta, and it was astonishing. Essentially, had no interventions. Um, you can see it yourselves. What I was taken aback by was how the vehicle drove like a human. Or at least you could sense it. It wasn't just this rote mechanical robot. It was acting like a human, and you could sense how it changed lanes. It was fascinating. And this is also something that we're hearing a lot about the advances with the Waymo vehicle, how it uses perception and sensory technologies from LIDAR and radar, et cetera, on the Waymo vehicle to be able to sense how other drivers are behaving vis-a-vis -vis the Waymo vehicle. And now you're seeing this with Tesla. So it's pretty stunning developments. It's very, in my opinion, it's very exciting. And to see that the demand is outpacing the supply, certainly with uh, Waymo, he also said, Matt, just as one other note, and I'll let you ask some questions, is that apparently they, you're allowed to get, get feedback and, and they ask for a lot of feedback and, you know, you rate your driver, which there is no driver, of course. And apparently they're getting all fives uh, from their drivers in, uh, in Phoenix, which is pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, those are two. But any thoughts or questions on that? I want to talk about three other very cool uh, announcements in areas that have, are moving forward in this area also. Well, Gary, gosh, we could probably do an hour on this topic, and um, I want you to get to your other examples, mindful of time. But the, the question I have, you know, Gary, you talked about COVID, and, and right now, that is, of course, still top of mind for everybody. It's still the big question, what does the world look like in six months or a year from now, even as vaccines roll out, and let's say that the virus appears to be under control, there's a greater sense of safety and people have greater confidence to be out and about again. Do you think that this does mark though a permanent change where, where the notion of people being confident of getting in a self-driving vehicle um, is now somehow improved because of COVID? Because before COVID, Gary, as you know, there was a lot of hang up among people on would I be comfortable in a self-driving vehicle? Do you think that COVID now actually alleviates some of that concern for people where they're more comfortable with the notion of being in a vehicle that might be fully self-driving from a health standpoint? Oh, that's a great, great question. I, I actually think uh, in some ways the answer is yes, because there's no one else in the vehicle. Today, if you get into an Uber and Lyft with COVID, especially, you have to deal with this. Uh, you have another driver in there, right? And another human in there, or you could have a shared ride. These are not shared rides or you can share the ride, but with family members you're protected with, or you know you're with. So from that standpoint, I think it's very good. Um, 
And then they're going through this cleaning process where uh, they didn't discuss it, but how they clean the vehicles. And, and there's phenomenal technology. I just read an Israeli startup company with using very specific UV uh, lighting uh, that can actually kill the virus. And, and it's, it, it seems like some brilliant technology. But anyhow, from the cleaning side, so I actually think consumers are more open to it there. But secondly, and maybe it leads into the other examples I wanted to share with you is on the delivery side because of COVID. People, as if you hear me talk about magically pushing the button to get their deliveries for groceries and 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 uh, all other sites of you know from shoes to pants to you know what uh, from clothing etc to their homes. And I think that, as we've talked about before, Matt has exploded and especially yep. accelerated because of COVID. And one of the really cool announcements that I don't know if people saw, this happened two weeks ago, right over the break. Neuro, who is a startup delivery company, a self-driving, and they're, you know, they're backed by big venture capital, became actually the first, Neuro became the first driverless car delivery service in California to be approved. The first. Now, there's a lot of testing going on in California, but they actually jumped in line, if you will, and got that uh, first. And they're using... Their own, they have their own little vehicle that delivers groceries. If you've seen the videos, they're very cute and you should see those. Uh, but they're also using, I think, a Prius too. Um, and they got approval. All self-driving, back to COVID, Matt. There it is. Or people are pushing the button, and especially now, as there are lockdowns in different states, I think the technology is moving forward. So I think that's a very exciting one. Um, the other one that I thought was not well known uh, is that Amazon, by the way, um, has two of these coming up right now I'll talk about. One is Amazon bought out a company called Zooks, which is a startup self-driving car company. Um, and over the last several weeks, they announced their, their vehicle. And it, go online, people who are listening, just Google Zooks and you can see the delivery vehicle that they have announced. Um, and a passenger vehicle for self-driving cars. And it's very exciting. I'm sure at some point in time, they'll, they'll use the vehicle. It's a great little pod where people can go. And uh, it just got announced and, and showcased this month. And obviously, Amazon is very interested in entering this market. They made a, a massive investment in Aurora Technologies, not, not well, in Aurora, which I'll talk about in a second, and also um, Rivian. Um, so they're entering the auto transportation space in a big way. So that was the other one. And the last one, and I just mentioned it, I want to talk about was Aurora Technologies, Chris Ermson, uh, Matt, who you may recall from our earlier events we've done at the forums at the LA and Detroit shows, but he's one of the founders of the original Google car group and started up his own company called Aurora, which is backed by Sequoia Capital and also Amazon. Um, they acquired Uber's self-driving group called ATG very recently. They just announced it several weeks ago um, and are advancing that area. And they have publicly talked about they're taking on a significant amount of new people and obviously technology. And this is a significant investment for them. And, and I think a very exciting one. So all of this has happened in the last six to eight weeks in self-driving. Um, and I didn't even I could cover several other companies in technology. We don't have time now, but maybe after CES. I, I bet there's some exciting announcements there, but mark my words, 
we're starting to see this roll out little by little. In 2021, you'll hear more. 2022, 2023, these islands of autonomy, as we call it, will continue to pop up. And I couldn't be more optimistic. And my fingers crossed, God willing, I say this, I don't want to jinx it, just from a safety perspective, that the safety stays awesome as it's been. And, and, and they, they stay vigilant, which so far so great. And, and uh, we'll, we'll keep upward and onward, Matt. Gary, as you said, we could go on and on about this, and I'm sure we will talk about it on future episodes, but great insights as always. Thanks for your time, and thank you for those of you listening today to this episode of Talking Automotive. We'll catch you next time.